Yo, this is Brian. Um, episode 37. Invite the neighbors. Getting closer and closer to 50. Which uh, I don't think I've announced it on the podcast yet. Uh, 50th episode is going to be a special thing. I'm going to do like, try to do a live podcast at the Summit Shack during uh, Equipment, uh, their EP release show. Um, which is going to be Equipment, Origami Angel, who just put out a new LP. Um, a band called Cheen, uh, a band called Parkway in Columbia, in case you've never heard of them, and a band called In a Daydream, who you've probably never heard of. Uh, but I'm in one of those bands, and I'll let you maybe imagine that it's one of the more well-known bands. Um, but it's going to be awesome. That's December 21st at the Summit Shack in Bowling Green, Ohio. It's going to be uh, going to be rad. So look forward to that. Um, this episode features Jacob Hanlon of Dogleg the uh, drummer from Dogleg, and I finally interviewed the entire band of Dogleg individually. Well, Chase and Alex came on, and then I had Parker last week, and now I have Jacob, so I have all four legs of the dog have been uh, have been interviewed now. Um, well, technically, he's on his way, so I haven't interviewed him yet, but you know what I mean, dude. Anyways, um, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for supporting me. And uh, I really appreciate it. Is this like too far away? Um, I would bring it a little bit closer in. For sure. Yeah, closer is better. There we go. And I'll just turn it up a little bit. All the episodes has have like a little bit of this portion too. I feel like. Yeah. At the beginning, I'm like, hey, uh, just talking to the microphone. I don't know why I record choose to record Check. those parts. No, you're good. That works for sure. Um, yeah, you can lean back. I'll just turn the mic up. Rock on. Uh, Jake, you go by Jacob or Jake or does it matter? I prefer Jacob, honestly. Jacob? Okay. Uh, I tell most people I don't have a preference, but yeah, it's okay. For official podcasting purposes, we'll go with Jacob. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> those are sweet glasses, by the way. Thanks. I, I got, like these are relatively new. My old glasses got like busted at Bloodfest. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody stepped on them. I put them backstage where I didn't think anybody was going to... Yeah, fuck with it or anything, but yeah. they ended up getting stomped. Oh shit! So I was without glasses for like two weeks. <laughs> oh, that sucks. So I had to like drive home from Bloodfest that day. I was blind. Oh wow, it was brutal. Damn. But I'm alive, so that's all that really matters, honestly. Under the influence of poor eyesight, dude. Under the influence, of, yeah, of just like <laughs> under the influence of genetics. Yeah. Where did you get those? My father. Has oh very really? Poor eyesight. Yeah. No, not the, not your genetics, dude. Oh shit. <laughs> These, uh, I'm pretty sure I just got them. So I used to live in Northville, so I think we just get We just got these at the Vision Clinic, like Pearl Vision or some shit. Honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah, because something like that. Yo, that's hilarious. Yeah, Jenny uh, works at Ste, and they uh, they have like cool glasses and stuff. That's where I get all my glasses. Yeah, but these these wire frames with like the clear yeah on them seem to be in these yeah. days, you know. So yeah. That's why I got these ones. They look like grandfather glasses. Yeah, they're like aviators, but like, like practical glasses. Yeah. Like sunglasses. Well, it's like I won these for free. Well, Jenny won them because she works there and they were yeah. having like some promotion and she won, but she couldn't get them because she worked there. So she let me have them. So I'm like, all right, if I'm not paying a single dollar for these, let me get something that like is out like nerdy on purpose. Yeah. Like something I wouldn't spend money on it, but since it's free, I'll get something more out there. Just get something deliberately nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you know. 
People want to look like nerds so, now all of a sudden. So. Coolness is a circle, dude, okay? So here's the circle, <laughs> yeah. and here's cool right here. The furthest thing away from cool, the further you get away, the more you start approaching it again. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know what no, I mean? yeah you're right. Yeah, that is kind of how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but um, Jacob, welcome to invite the neighbors, dude. Thanks for having me, dude. It's welcome been a, my it's, dojo. It's, it's been a minute since I've been able to get on here. You've had literally every single L other person that like i make music with yeah on this podcast <laughs> yeah. and i'm finally here so what's up dude How's so you going? you play in uh i know you play in dog like were you parkway too yeah so we're playing a show together pretty soon yeah we're doing that summit show yeah. with gami and, and team and equipment yeah and it's a ridiculous show honestly. yeah it's gonna be dope dude yeah I recorded the intro for this already, and I, I mentioned that. But I when I recorded the intro, I forgot that you were in Parkway. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense, because it's the first time I've really... Uh... Okay. My, my boss is calling me for some reason. I'm like, hey, dude, it's 7 o'clock. Yeah. Like, anyways. But yeah, I forgot that you were playing that. Yeah. But... It's going to be super sick. I get to play... Because Dogleg's going on a tour, like, I think... Um... We're going on a tour in the second week of December, and we're playing with Gami and Cheem like on another day of that oh. tour. So I get to see him twice on that. Tour oh, somehow. dude, I I really love uh, Equipment's new EP. Yeah, it's good. It's rad. It's good it's, stuff. You know, it 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 reminds me of of Fox a little bit, like the the Dogleg single in the terms of like the energy behind it. Yeah, the energy is definitely still there. I think it's uh it's a little more poppy. It is definitely, but that's just Equipment's thing. Is that yeah, they're just like. They're basically, I like to think of them as Ohio Seaholm, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that a little bit. Except, like, they don't twinkle as much. Yeah. Same same general energy I get from the two bands. Did you ever listen to Say Anything back in the day? Kind of. Like, the album Is A Real Boy? Yeah, I've definitely listened to that record, but not, like, back in the day. Definitely yeah. more recently. Okay. Equipment's new EP has some of that energy. Like, the song Belt off of that, yeah. off, off of Is A Real Boy. It, Really remind me of some stuff that I heard on uh, Equipment's EP. And actually, one of their, the guy who produced it said it was like the closest thing he's done to like his is a real boy wow. kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to listen to this. You yeah. Because so that was pretty good. my album back in the day. Like, yeah. that's, I was my thing. And so I listened to it. I was like, I, I really dig it. And then before that, I listened to Origami Angel uh, just because, you know, I heard the name around and stuff. Yeah. And then when the show got, uh, well, when I we first learned about it and I first kind of planned it out with Connor, yeah, um, I was like, okay, well, I want to hear who I'm playing with, and I was just like, fuck, dude, <laughs> these guys are awesome. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> awesome. <bill. laughs> They're so good. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, man? it's crazy to be able to like play with some of these bands that I've just like listened to so much and like kind of idolized. Like, yeah, this whole last year, crazy shit has happened in my life yeah. to the point where like. Like yesterday, we played that gig with Max Seal, and I'm yeah. glad it's you. And I'm like, those are the only two bands I listened to last year, and now really? I'm like on stage with them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that dude, it's it's so awesome, unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, it's it's still like, uh, it's happening really for you guys too right now. Yeah, there's like, yeah, this is like the dog leg time. This yeah, is, definitely. <laughs> there's a lot of shit on the table right now, so we're definitely just trying to play our cards right, and hopefully it works out for yeah. us. Yeah. Well, dude, you know what's nice is that you guys, well, first of all, I had Parker on last week, yeah. and so I'll try to like not at, make it the same episode twice, Yeah, but, uh, but like, I think it's good that you have, uh, I mean, you guys are clearly just different people, like I can already tell just from your energy, yeah. and, like, and Parker's energy is more of like a chill guy. Parker's you know definitely I mean? way more laid back than I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. way more type B than me. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like the energy though, because I, I feel it, um, but um, 
Yeah, it's good that, like you said, you want to play your cards right and everything. And mm-hmm. that got me thinking, like, it, it's it's having, like, a label like Triple Crown means that you're going to have access to a lot of people who have been doing it a lot longer than you yeah. and have the experience, have been in your position and know what worked for them and know what didn't work. Yeah. So, like, you guys are in a great spot. Yeah, definitely. As, as long definitely. as, you know, you just use those resources. Yep, we're definitely going to try and make the decisions that we think best fit us as yeah. a group. And um, I think we're doing a pretty good job of that so far. So, yeah, uh, it's really exciting. We have a lot of cool stuff that we want to do in 2020. Yeah how did it uh how, how did you learn about the pitchfork thing uh i don't just basically alex on twitter just like literally digging for stuff like digging for press and like trying to retweet it and stuff like that because that's really important yeah yeah and when in promoting your project you know what i mean yeah so like that's how i first learned about it and also a couple people texted me saying hey you're on pitchfork chief <laughs> i was like yo that's sick yeah so i ended up reading the article and i was like wow this is pretty bonkers to me right now yeah because that's some big press yeah big press same thing with substream magazine also wrote an article like that's such big press my uncle sent me the substream article over in new york and he was like yo (laughs) you made it in this mag that's so cool yeah it's bonkers it's crazy yeah dude i i mean that's the goal right like that's just to have those feelings happen one day yeah definitely i mean you you get a bunch of little things I feel like along the way, like I'm starting to experience the little things like, you know, being out somewhere and someone recognizes you from this thing that you do that doesn't feel big until until that moment. You know what I mean? And then you start to realize like, oh, I'm actually affecting people with this or, you know, and it's like, whoa, like I was at Swordfest and uh, there's this like this 14 year old kid there with like a pool kid shirt on. Nice. And I was like. It. I forgot that people outside of like this thing that we're a part of cared about it. Yeah. I forgot that like other people like were interested in this. Like are looking inside from the outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like so cool to be in it. But then it's like it was like a sobering moment where I wasn't drunk. But like if I was drunk, it would have been more sobering. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like it was like uh, it's like, whoa, like this has like a, a reach. The, the reach is further than what I could possibly that w- further than what i imagined at first yeah definitely and in, in that moment it's like crazy to realize like all these thoughts converging on one point you know what i mean yeah it's crazy but it's also like really cool you know i oh, love yeah. moments like that oh yeah dude and like how do, you, how do you feel like you guys have uh handled it like as a group oh really well yeah like we definitely had a lot of we definitely uh set our expectations properly yeah so yeah, we're we're not overwhelmed by anything. We're we're definitely taking it in stride. That's good. So yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to like already kind of have such a good handle on what we want to do yeah. as a band. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. Do I you think. guys ever have like uh like sessions where you get together just to like discuss things like that or like planning sessions or does it kind of just like is it like is there an what's the organization like or is it kind of just like chaotic we have like a group chat we just have a group chat where we all like you know we all pitch our thoughts it's not as good as being in person obviously but it's generally the same thing we usually have powwows in our group chat about certain important decisions that we want to make everybody pours their thoughts in and there is a the communication is great honestly if there's an issue that usually alex and chase are the ones being contacted about like dog like as a business you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah yep so every time something comes up they're always talking about it and asking for opinions and stuff like that yeah so i mean i don't know i'm just honored to be a part of the process yeah in all honesty you know yeah parker kind of gave me a little bit of insight into how that happened yeah 
because like he uh he started off with drums right and yeah then, he was the drummer for a long time like three <laughs> like four, like three or four years almost you know what's funny dude now that i've met you i a hundred percent understand why you're the drummer <laughs> well yeah i mean it was a pretty damn good fit i yeah. will say that yeah i've been a fan since like 2016 or 17 or something like that i'd been listening to and going shows and i met chase through melee also because i also played melee oh, back really? in the day. i don't really play it anymore but i used to play tournament playing tournaments for yeah. a long time yeah and so i knew him through that as well that's cool yeah it's just like yeah your energy is like so drummer yeah like, that's what a, i hear that's you know what i, I mean from a lot of people those are my one of some of my favorite kinds of drummers though the ones that are just going absolutely ape shit yeah like i, I it hurts it. sometimes but it's <laughs> all worth it usually yeah uh anti-ghost drummer is another one dylan uh, yeah, yeah I he's fucking the love homie dylan. dylan is so sick yeah i love dylan that was one of my favorite episodes shout out to dylan yeah if you're listening yeah. shout out to dylan and uh and joe and sean but, yeah but mostly yeah. dylan mostly dylan but yeah. mostly, dylan, <laughs> mostly dylan sorry joe and sean you'll get your you'll get your uh moment yeah you'll get your again. moment but not today it's not today. dylan's moment this right is now. dylan's episode <laughs> this is dylan dylan episode <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that was a those are really cool guys i had a really good episode with them yeah parker's cool as fuck too dude parker's so sick we had a really good time man yeah parker's really fun to talk to <laughs> yeah yeah we uh partook a little bit as well you know we had yeah. a, we had a nice time definitely uh yeah. we could definitely we could yeah that sounds like a great idea honestly um <laughs> well i uh i gotta be careful because like my grandpa's coming over okay. and shit and i don't want to like uh i don't want to be like higher on my grandpa because it'll be weird i'm not good at that see like i can't thing. relate to that because like i'm high around my family all the time like, oh I'm really high around my yeah i'm high around my mom i'm high around my grandparents like I just oh really fucking, you know i'm just like yeah i'm just gonna function like this and they're just gonna perceive it as normal because they have no idea what the hell's going on oh you know what I mean? right 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 well <laughs> i the thing is i don't want him to like i don't know it's it's a little bit different we can talk about this too like, yeah no it's yeah the, no, um, I'm, I'm interested in having this yeah conversation, yeah honestly. i think like like um drugs like the different types of family dynamics when it comes to things like that. Like, even though like weed is not a major thing, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I take it in stride. I feel like I can still act fairly like myself. I don't think I yeah. become like a terrible person, but it's, it's like the way it's perceived within a family. Mm -hmm. And like, say if your family, like I have one side of my family where there's like a lot of drug issues, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, uh, it's 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 like they've become taboo they've become like this kind of thing you yeah. know that, that it's like it's it's tough to um it's tough to approach that yeah you know what I mean? yeah so it's like it would as much as i don't i'm not like embarrassed or ashamed mm -hmm. to say that like i smoke weed to them it would like it would ruin the buzz for me I understand. because I would be thinking about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'd be thinking about what these people think of me right now, and yeah, yeah I understand that. That's that's yeah. yeah. I've just I've just kind of pushed that thought out of my head yeah. at, at this point because I'm like, you know what? They've accepted that just whether they like like my mom doesn't really like it that much, but she knows that it's just like yeah, it's it's an important part of my life, and she's seen how it's like helped me get through some pretty dark like mental times oh, yeah. you know what i mean she's seen how i've used it to get through it. and so she like she's i'm respectful about it too like i have like yeah. a parking spot at the end of the driveway i go all i go like you know 100 feet away from the house and sit in my car and do it you know what i yeah. mean uh and i'm not i don't smoke in the house or anything like that well that's good well but, this is also my grandparents house yeah that's another thing yeah it just feels strange I you know yeah, what i mean yeah i feel that too 
But I feel that too. I, don't, I honestly don't know if I would be able to. Well, that's my grandpa's car. I'm driving around. Oh, really? Grandpa's <laughs> car. Yeah, he's no longer with us. But oh, okay. But but yeah. But uh, I mean, he wanted me to have the car. So that's know. cool. Yeah. Kind of have that like little piece of him. Yeah, definitely have that little piece of him. Smoking weed in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> hate me for it. Well, but, he knows you know. now, dude. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's not. He can't really do much. Yeah. Well, it's weird too because like on my dad's side, it's. It was even more demonized when I was growing up, like yeah. in high school and stuff. But I've I smoked weed with my dad now. After that, it was like this weird moment. It was like you know that painting where like God is reaching down and like the fingers are touching, yeah. whatever that's called. It was like that, but it was like my dad passing me a joint. <laughs> it was just like that. It was like on a Fourth of July, we we're out on the pontoon boat, and uh, it this was you know several years after I graduated high school, and. Um, someone my stepmom's sister's boyfriend or something like that i don't know some distant like yeah, yeah. busted out <laughs> a joint and we'd all been drinking and stuff and i'm like fuck it let's smoke this shit yeah hey, and i'm like roast this bone yeah dude and i was like <laughs> i was like what the, wait really because like my dad all i had known from my dad about weed was it's bad he <laughs> didn't want me to do it for sure come to find out it's because he just didn't want me to be a fuck up because you know he had seen what it had done to other people. He had it had seen to he had seen what weed had, how that had led to other things for yeah. other people. in My family didn't want that to happen to me, which in hindsight I'm that's like, great. thanks, Dad. Yeah, that's great. But let's let's roast this yeah, bone. Yeah, like, same time, like, see, <laughs> what if he was afraid that you were gonna steal his weed, dude? He's like, uh, I don't want my fucking kid to steal my weed. Well, so dude, I'm, not I, just gonna tell him weed is bad, so right? he never smokes. <laughs> dude, I'd be so shocked if that my dad had a stash. Up. That's fucked up and manipulative, honestly, to lie yeah. to your kid, say weed's bad, so yeah. he doesn't steal it. Hey, dude, cocaine's a hell of a drug, man. Yeah, I tell you what. No. <laughs> but uh, no, my stepmom, I guess. Uh, I think I think my stepmom used to keep a stash. Was, like in a drawer which, or something? Yeah, well, somewhere. Yeah. I never found it. I never went looking for it. Oh, you never looked you know, for I didn't it, I didn't know it was there. Ah. I never knew she smoked weed at all, but um there was a couple of times where my weed was confiscated. And oh. I thought that they probably just flushed down the toilet, but no, nope, no they fucking smoked way, dude. it, dude. There's no way that <laughs> definitely went down. And I remember I was uh, I was at my mom's in Florida uh, on spring break one time, and like I was in her room, and there was they had like a little pipe like full of weed that had been smoked already, you know, like the ash kind yeah. of but full. I was like, oh, they forgot to put this away. And you think I don't know what it smells like? Yeah, come on now. But my mom was cool about it. Because, like, I remember smoking weed. I went down to her house uh, for spring break. It was that same occasion, actually. And, like, I was really naive about thinking that I was hiding the smell, but I wasn't sort of thing. Like, if I felt like, oh, if I, as long as I got it in a drawer, like, if I got a half-smoked joint sitting in a drawer, they're not going to smell it. Yeah. But they did. But they, I've come to find out they did, but they never said anything to me. And, like, I was literally lighting joints off the stove because I couldn't find a lighter when everybody was sleeping. And yeah. then just going in the garage thinking everything's cool. Yeah, they you know, know they're not going to smell this at all. Which, when reality, yeah, it, I mean, in reality, it was cool. Yeah, but you know, it, it's just more or less like it's a little backstory about this house. If you look at the ceiling, you see like all like the yellowing and yeah, stuff. It's pretty discolored. Up the there people who spots. lived here were, um, you know, I won't name them specifically, but yeah. like they didn't treat the house with a lot of respect for sure. And the all the walls were kind of like that. Like they were all like this one color white. 
and it, they had smoked so much inside the house that like if you were to take the paintings off and the pictures off there was it the walls behind it were whiter because there had been the smoke had like discolored the entire yeah. house like that so i repainted everything like wow dude it was it was nuts it was it's like been painting the ass it was because it was over the course of like two weeks while i was moving out of the apartment that i was in and moving into this place and i had to it, it was a fucking nightmare yeah, dude it's like a nightmare. but now it's nice but <clears throat> i just feel like i want to I have like this weird sort of like I feel this obligation to like respect it. Yeah, for now. sure. Consider because it was so disrespected before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like overprotective of it, you know, in a weird way. It's a that fucking house. Makes sense. But yeah, um, but yeah, I want to ask you a little bit. We'll kind of we'll go in and out of tangents. I mean, you listen. Yeah, to the that's podcast, fine. Yeah, I've got it. I've got some I've got things I'd like to talk about. I mean, I'm sure oh, you do sure. too. But no, but you yeah. go ahead first. Okay, uh, so. Tyler. Yeah. Talk about Tyler. Yeah. Dude. Fuck Tyler. No, I love Tyler. Dude. Yeah, Tyler's great. <laughs> no, I've been working with uh with him for uh my EP and uh getting... Oh, like you're recording it with yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. He's well, really good at what he does. Half him, like Nick Diener is doing some of it, and then Tyler was originally just gonna do the drums. And uh but I was just I his stash of fender amps is unbelievable. Yeah, his dad fixes him in, in shit and yeah, like he was like the other time when we were there, he was uh he fixed like this giant basement. I think it was for Stoitz, honestly. It was like a, it was it was at least Stoitz's head. Yeah. But it was on this gigantic cab and he was like, I just fixed this. You want to try it out before Tyler does? Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I grabbed Tyler's telecaster and plug it in and he just he put like a Marshall thing in it and there's like a fender channel and a Marshall channel and yeah. just did all these modifications to it and it's unbelievable. I'll shoot, dude. I literally, I think I just recorded on that same cab. It's crazy. Yes, okay. yeah. that fucking cab. Yeah, is it's ridiculous. A, it's a two by twelve. Yeah, <laughs> it's like way too big. It's for so fucking... big, but I was just ripping the Telecaster out of it, and I was yeah. like, "This Telecasters, it's supposed to sound so you know, yeah, bright and whatnot." But like, it was heavy. Yeah, dude. Like, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I we got the best overdrive tones that i've ever heard out of for, for on one of my own recordings yeah you know what i mean i've never heard my guitar it's i finally hear it exactly how i want it to sound mm -hmm. and it's like we we got that sound almost right away from just doubling like we would play uh his we played his strat through a uh, deluxe reverb mic'd it with an sm57 and then duplicated doubled it with uh the warm audio like tube amp mm -hmm. i mean tube mic with that giant ass cab with a bandmaster head. Yeah. With my uh telecaster. It my humbucker telecaster. And it's like, dude, unbelievable. That's so that's like that sounds like ultimate crunch, honestly. It is. It sounds so crunchy and drivey. With, like, with Devin definition too yeah. and like fullness. It dude, oh my god. It's it's the tones so good. are just not even bass and it sounds huge. Yeah. You know? And he's very good at what he does. Yes. And I just wanted to see like I like asking different people that I've worked with Tyler because it's like I like working with Tyler and you're in a band with him and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, just like what has been like, how did you get how did you first start like playing with him and what's been like that experience like? I just want to say none of the things that have happened to me in this past year would have happened without Tyler Floyd. Yeah. I do just want to say that. So I started I got I first met Tyler when uh, I so I used to play in bad television. Yeah, you know, you know, Whit Whit Feinberg's old yeah, project. I love Whit. Um, I played in that for a minute. Um, and we played a show with Parkway 
And um, that was back when Parkway was like struggling to find a drummer for the lineup or whatever. And oh, okay. Par- Tyler wanted to do all these tours, but he could never find like a solid drummer. And he ended up like, you know who David Boyteen is? Uh, he lives in like Bay City. And uh, he was filling in for Parkway. So he was making this fat commit, you know, yeah. or commute, I mean. Yeah. So after that show, he saw me play with Bad TV and he's like, yo, if you ever want to drum for Parkway and possibly go on tour, like, let me know. So I hit him up and then like, literally january 1st of this year was like my first rehearsal with parkway yeah and then we went on tour like two weeks later nice. and then the rest is like history nice uh we played a show at the end of that january tour and dogleg was like the local headliner it was like our homecoming show and alex really dug the way i was playing with parkway he's like yo your energy i've never seen a parkway drummer like kill it that hard like yeah. with all the power but also you know keeping it in the pocket, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really dug it. And then um, a bunch of stuff went down, and Parker said, I don't want to play drums anymore. And yeah. they were like, well, fuck. We got all this shit going on. We've got the label. We've got this. We've got that. Like, what's going to happen? And then they just asked me to do it, and I said, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah, and I think, dude, I think Dog like, had, like, it's so much better as a four-piece as far as, like, creating this this the sound yeah like making the sound bigger yeah because like, i know that like <coughs> on the stuff alex did it it sounds like huge like the distortion sounds huge but yeah but it's because it, there's two guitars yeah. on all the recordings yeah. you know so having that second guitar just open really opens yeah. the door for us as a band yeah i think it kind of lets Parker do something that he's comfortable with. Parker is so good at guitar. Is he? He's ridiculous. He's the best musician in the band. Like he's better than all of us at every instrument. Really? (laughs) I'm not even kidding. That's not even a joke. I could see that. That is absolutely not a joke. Yeah, I could honestly see that. And he's also like two, three years younger than all of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's the. It's ridiculous. I don't know how he's so good at music. Yeah, there's people that just frustrate you like that. Yeah, like in a good way. Yeah, I mean, like. They they just like have all this natural ability, or they were like born in musical households and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know what your experience was like uh, growing up, but like music was something that wasn't frowned upon, but it wasn't like necessarily highly encouraged. Yeah, same here. It was mostly like um, I started playing drums when I was like nine uh because i got i got a drum set for christmas because i had shown interest in it like there's pictures of me when i was like four years old like using chopsticks and like hitting tupperware bowls and like pots and pans and stuff like that yeah (laughs) Yeah. and i don't know my mom was like yo i felt so weird like we never acted on it until you were like nine like you were doing that since you were like three and we just never acted on it at all but when you started asking for a real drum set we were like okay yeah maybe he really does want to like yeah try to do this and then i never took any lessons at all completely self-taught like on everything yeah the way i learned was i would just sit back there listen to like my favorite music and just learn what piece of the drum kit made what noise yeah and then figure out how to string it together you know what i mean figure out how songs were yeah put together that's a lot pretty much precisely how i learned guitar yeah which was that's how i learned guitar as well that's the only way i can learn you know yeah you know like i have that's all I know anyways, like was writing out, like listening to songs and writing out the tabs, figuring out, you know, like you said, which string and which fret makes what noise. And like, I, I can hear the, the, the tones really well. Like, yeah, I, I've gotten a lot better at hearing stuff like that. Like I can now like, if, like if somebody plays like a G, I'm like, oh, that's a G. Like, I know that I know what that chord, I know what that note sounds like. Oh, you okay. Know? That's kind of where, that's kind of how my ears have gotten to that point. Like I hear a chord and I can kind of get close. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I can figure it out just by doodling a little bit and figure yeah. out what it actually is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I learn. I have, uh, I don't have, I think it's called perfect pitch. Like when you, you know, you hear a C and you know that it's exactly a C. It's I, only with certain notes, but yeah. I hear like, I hear something and I might not be able to tell you what it is, but I know how to find it mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like chords, I can hear a chord and find the chord. For sure. Quickly. Yeah. That's what I'm at too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, my, I've, I've tried to learn music theory and I, maybe it's in the cards for me one day. I feel like if I'm a professional musician one day and like I yeah. have, I have all the time in the day, all I have to do is music and a podcast or something. If you are going to do that, if you are going to invest a bunch of time into learning theory, for the love of God, do not do it on guitar. It is a mess on guitar. You should do it on piano. Yeah. Because everything's right next to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So at least that's what I've heard. I'm definitely not going to look into studying theory unless I have, unless someday I get like this raging interest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I totally get that because it's like, you know, I, I can figure out everything I need to figure out. Like, yeah. With this way that's worked, you know, my whole life, you know what I mean? Exactly, dude. It's like, I was just kind of like having a, not an argument, but like, I was just talking to my friends about it because my friends are really talented musicians and they know music theory really well. Yeah. And I was like, well, maybe one day if I'm like a professional musician, I'll learn music theory. And they're like, don't you think that sounds backwards? You know, yeah, like, like you're not going to be a professional musician I'm like, if you don't already. Yeah. I'm like, yada, yada. I'm like, no, I don't need it, dude. Yeah. Like, to do what I want to do. I don't, I don't need it at all. But, you know, if I ever got to the point where, because, like, I've written songs, I'm very proud of the things I've written, and yeah. music theory had nothing to do with it. Like, or at least knowledge. Music theory had everything to do with it. I just didn't know what it was. Right. You know? But, like, if I had the time, if I was just, you know, chilling all day, thinking of trying to figure out shit to do, yeah, yeah I might do that. If I had, like, extra money. like I, I feel like I would need to pay someone to teach me, though. Yeah. I can't teach myself things that are boring to me. Like I can teach I don't think myself. Anybody a, can do that. It's yeah. hard, dude. Like I've only been able to teach myself things that were like really fun, like yeah. rewarding. Like you know, I taught myself guitar because it's like every day I come home from school, it's like all I wanted dank. to do. Yeah, that's why? Because playing guitar is sick. So like, why would you not want to like get super good at it? Yeah, that's all I wanted to do. And yeah. It was funny. It was like I said, it wasn't really, it wasn't discouraged, but it wasn't highly encouraged either. So like, I would be in my room a lot of the times playing on this tiny little amp. A lot of times, with headphones plugged in. And, yeah, just like a practice. Amp or whatever yeah and so no one really in my house they didn't really hear me play and then i graduated high school and uh no one had really heard me play like in my family yeah that might be my grandpa but uh i remember bringing my guitar back one year like for christmas and like i played it for my dad and like he was like whoa dude like you can actually do this like yeah i've been going ham up there oh yeah i've been (laughs) playing grinding all year yeah i've been playing since i was you know, eighth grade. Yeah. Like, what do you what you think was gonna yeah, happen? Did you think I was just like gonna be bad after all these years of yeah. just playing it in my room for hours on end? You know, some people are though. I mean. Yeah, that's true. And you know what I mean. I said this all the time. It's like after like fifteen years of playing drums, like if I wasn't as good as I got like today, I would have given up by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's like a weird thing to think about. Like I like what if I had this all that passion for guitar, but like I just wasn't good. Yeah. You know, like if I, I just I didn't know. have the coordination for yeah. it or something, you know? Yeah, like what would I be doing? Yeah. You know, that's a, such an odd sort of thought. I don't, you know, it's a weird one. It's a it's pretty intrusive thought, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to think about that. But I mean, 
you shouldn't think about that because you know that's not the case right so, right you know, exactly it doesn't like haunt me or anything like mm-hmm. that um yeah okay so your turn what did you had some things you said you wanted um, to um well i kind of touched on i kind of wanted to talk about like how um working with tyler like created all these amazing opportunities for me oh okay and how like just kind of definitely gave a kickstart to 2019 i really needed 2019 to be a good year and it yeah. definitely was that's so, good dude yeah um i'm just looking forward to the future now that's um, good also playing uh playing with bombastic dream pussy has really every time i go on tour or like play a show with one of my other bands and then come back to dogleg i always feel like i come back like better and yeah like, like a better musician yeah to like play the songs better uh so that's why i really like doing multiple bands at once is because i think it just makes you a better musician yeah, or well-rounded kinds of music yeah yeah especially going from parkway to dog like i yeah. think there's a big jump yeah definitely a dip like i feel like there's a little bit of commonality in there to just to, to not make it feel too jarring yeah because t- par- uh, tyler still really likes uh drummers that play with a lot of power yeah. And like I have that. Yeah. But it's just it's more relaxed and it's more pocketed and it's more yeah. groove centered. Whereas yeah. dogleg is more like push it as fast as you possibly thrashing can. Thrashing fills and yeah, stuff. Yeah, cra- thrashing fills and also like just heavy, heavy riffage and uh yeah. just carrying really fast. Yep. <clears throat> Which it's, is so much fun, by the yeah. way. That's like the kind of drum it's the kind of drumming that like I practiced when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I always thought that like that looked like the most fun mm-hmm. out of anything you could do in the band. Like, yeah, those thrash punk like, drums or like, like metal. Best. Like every time I die, drumming and things like that. I, I love metal bands because of one, the guitar and the drums, dude. Like, because there's, I love metal guitar too. Like, uh, like post hardcore or like like screamo sort of mm-hmm. things. Like every time I die, Norma Jean. Like Norma Jean. I love classic. Yeah, I love the guitar work so much because under oath like older school under oath like there doesn't seem to be any rules as to what to what you can do on the guitar yeah like you know uh tim the guitarist from under oath knows zero music theory (laughs) and he and i think that contributes to him coming up with some of the most interesting sounding riffs yeah i just love dude i would want to play if i could choose a second band to be in it would be a metal band for sure really if i could if i was just playing guitar yeah oh yeah Dude, you, there's oh, nothing yeah. stopping you if you really want to do that. Oh, yeah. I so know. You sh- I think you should definitely do If you have an opportunity, you should definitely be like, yo, I might do this for like a couple months, and if I don't like it, I'll just quit. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, like, like hey, dude, metal bands out there, if you want to experiment, or like heavier bands, if you want to experiment with a second guitarist, I'm your man. Oh, what's up, Grandpa? <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. You good? Are we being taped? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing an interview. We're on tape. Music stuff. Uh-oh. Clean up my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just let me know if you uh if you need a hand with anything. I do. You do? If okay. If you want the garage cleaned out, let's get to it. Okay. All right. Let me uh it'll be a few minutes. Let me just uh just a sec here. I'm gonna pause this. Okay. If I made money, there would have been a commercial in that pause right there, but there wasn't. But we're back. <laughs> What's up? Back. What's up? What were we just talking about? Uh oh, metal drum. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about we're talking about kinds of music that yeah 
we would play if we weren't, you know, yeah, doing yeah, this, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. this right now. Well, yeah, I, I, it's like I know I have the time to do it too, but it it feels like I don't mm-hmm. because. I, I like to relax so much. Like, I feel like I need so much relaxation time. But if 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 a heavier band came a-calling, like they wanted a second guitar or something, mm-hmm. I would be like, yes, 100%. Yeah, I'll do it. Send me the songs, you know? Yep, yep. yep. Just, uh, you know, and I would prefer not to play parts that were pre-written, even mm-hmm. though I'm a hypocrite, because it's like what I would ask somebody for my own band. Mm-hmm. But I would... Uh, I'd, if I could write my own parts and, and play in a band like that, oh my God, it'd be so much fun. Yeah, that would be cool. It would just have to be like a second thing because I'm the type that I have to, I'm like a Tyler, you know, like I have to have my thing, like I have to see it through, like mm-hmm. I have all the details in my head of how I want it to sound sorted out already. So it's like I have to, I have to have something where I can put that, like see that through to the end and like, yeah. You know, but once I only need one thing for that, I could be into somebody else's thing and, and be be their servant. You yeah. know what I mean? Like serve their vision. Yeah, for sure. And just have fun. No pressure. Anything like that. That is something else I wanted to talk about was the part that um, I was going to I'm probably going to try and like make my own record. Oh, yeah. Like in the next year or so, depending on how busy I get. Yeah. But I'm definitely like even if I am going on a bunch of tours and stuff like that, I'm definitely going to keep writing. Yeah. Um, and I've never, I think I want to write like a concept record of like my current ment of like my mental state throughout the all of 2019, mm-hmm. because like, especially recently, like I've definitely been thrown a lot of curveballs. Okay. And so like, I kind of want to write a concept album about this, this, these loops I was thrown for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I'm just surrounded by so many good musicians. It's hard to not have inspiration <laughs> yeah. to like, yeah, write something, you know? So I'm really trying, but as a drummer, coming to writing songs on guitar, especially like with my headspace, it's very chaotic. Yeah. So like if I'm going to write an album, I have to, I'm going to have to write drums for it. Like I'm going to have to do guitar and drums virtually at the same time. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to find a drummer who's going to play these parts that are going to be perfect, like pretty close to like perfectly synced with like my guitar parts. Yeah. And like that might be kind of hard so you'd you want it to be something that you like you wrote and actually like played it and yeah stuff too, yeah like, yeah okay. i want to play guitar and sing in a band like really bad oh, so like okay. i'm gonna try and figure out a way to do that yeah. and, and, and like what better way to do that than write a fucking record <laughs> right <laughs> you know right, right right like kind of speak it into an existence yeah but i'm like still like playing around with some riffs i have and i haven't really fleshed out any full songs yet but i have like you know like 20 or so riffs that I like playing. I just don't know how to sque- smush them all together. And then also yeah. lyrics is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Have you ever like, I really... suck at. Oh, okay. You know, well, you can keep them. I feel like if you're not, if you feel anyways, like a lot of people think they're bad, but they're not. But like, yeah. if you feel genuinely like you're bad at lyrics, I would always recommend just starting vague. Yeah. And just starting simple. You know, and like letting the music speak for itself, letting the energy of the music. And then you don't really have to, you don't have to be like bright eyes. You don't have to be Connor Oberst with lyrics. Yeah, you don't have to make it super wordy or anything right. like that. That's one thing I'm really bad at writing in is like sustained like notes where I just say like one thing and hold it for like a couple bars. You know what I yeah. mean? I forget that I can do that. Yeah. So it's like, I got to keep, I got to remember that I can just like 
yell sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be like the drums where you're constantly hitting something different. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because that's how I look at everything. You know what I mean? That's the way I've yeah. always looked at something being in a band. I've never played anything other than drums in a band. So. Right. Well, like <coughs> having that mentality, I can imagine it being difficult to like wrangle everything and yes. like rope it all in. And, yeah, it's and, like, really hard. Are you like, because I'm ADHD, are you like, have you ever been diagnosed with ADHD or anything like that? Uh, like, I'm gonna, I'll say yes and no because I got diagnosed with it when I was like four years old. Yeah. And then they put me on Ritalin. <laughs> and then, like, it turned, my mom was like, Yeah, you were not the same, like, little yeah. kid. Like, you were yeah. scared of everything. You were hiding behind me. So they got me off the Ritalin. That's good. And then I never went back to a doctor that would, yeah. like, diagnose because I didn't want them to put yeah. me on some fucked up drug. Right, like, right, right. So I think yes, I think I do have ADHD, but it's just gone undiagnosed since I got off the right. roll in. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pretty sure it stays with you your whole life, but I'm not sure yeah. the specifics of it. No, I think I think the what I was getting at with that is because I think with certain people, I think anybody with ADHD would maybe agree that might be a lofty statement, but I think that like it's only the the d meaning disorder is only a disorder if what you're doing doesn't align with yeah. the, the way your brain works like mm-hmm. you and i like the way our brains work assuming that you have it too or whatever have it quote unquote yeah like, like i'm pretty sure i have i show a lot of symptoms of right, it right. you know what i mean yeah and you know but it works perfectly for what you and I are trying to do. Cause like, I'm trying to like write music and my ADD is like the defining factor of the music. I write. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what to me makes it interesting. It's like constantly changing. And there's like a lot of different parts. There's a lot going on. Yeah. Like, and it's creative. It's just, it's know? just, it's just such a big part of you that there's no way it's not going to find its way into your music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you, there's no reason to feel yeah. weird about that. Oh, I know no. Some people do. Some people do feel weird about like, sometimes like their conditions or whatever they may have yeah they're just such a big part of them as a person that they're that it's just it's inevitable that it's going to find its way into the music that they create yeah some people are scared of that reality but the truth is you don't have to be no not at all and yeah like i i think i studied this a lot in college too like uh studied psychology and just like how a lot of things that we label as disorders aren't aren't mental disorders they're society disorders yes they're like, taken they're, by society as like not functioning properly yeah but it's like whack it's within the confines that we're building the society like wants you to learn one way and if you don't then you're a quote-unquote learning disorder. You have a disorder yeah but these people have have gone on to be ceos of companies and you know Successful. visionaries yeah, whatever like yeah that. and it's so it's it's very misleading and it's very like uh you know it could be very traumatic and like counterproductive to like label a child as having a disorder very early because then they're stigmatized and then their self perception is, is, is altered. It's really, it's, it's altered very, very strongly, especially at age of like four or five when yeah. I was told I had it. Yeah. Cause then it's like the adult tells you something. You don't have like the, the wisdom to, to really conceptualize it. Or oh yeah. Everything an adult tells you at the age of five is fucking true. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 You believe everything you hear when you're five. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyways, like back to that, like, I think like you might find it, uh, more difficult to, to like really finish a song, like mm-hmm. put a song together. Yeah. Especially with like, just the hardest part for me 
So like, what I think is going to make it easier for me is like if I'm able to write drums, I think that's going to help me like tie these riffs together. I think that's going to be the catalyst. Yeah. But I have no way to like record drums. I don't have any drum mics or anything like that. Just record it on your phone, dude. You think so? Like if I put my phone like far enough away from the drum kit, yes. you think it'll be okay? Yes. Because I have, you ever use Or you get a, get a room mic, dude. Get one mic, get like a, yeah. two, a condenser mic, just set it there. And that'll be enough to get, de- all you need is literally something that you so that you can remember the songs. And then you yeah. go into a studio. That's all you need, dude. And you go into a studio to actually record it or you like, you know, yeah, that's all you hit up Tyler or something, you know, and be like, "Hey, I want to record the drums." As long as you know the parts and you have like a record of them, like a phone recording even. Yeah. That's all you got. That's all you need, dude. And then you, you know, you use that to like create better recordings and then from there you have the recordings. Yeah, but, once like, I have like if, if even if I just have drums with like playing in my like playing the guitars that yeah. I want in my head, yeah. I can just play the drums to the guitars in my head and then I guess just like refine the riffs from there so they match the drums better yeah. or whatever, you know. I would say like if you want to start, I usually start with guitar when yeah. I'm writing songs like well, I, I have almost, to start you got to start with the riff the riff yeah. has to come first I feel like yeah I almost yeah almost always sometimes I'll have like a vocal melody but rarely does that come first it's almost 99% of the time it's guitar but you know for you if you're the one like writing drums to it like I would uh just like write the riffs or record the riffs like you can get one of these little interfaces too f- used yeah, for, like, for a, like 30 bucks yeah I mean yeah like this one's maybe like a hundred bucks okay that's not bad like but it's it's really good for mm-hmm. what it is you know and uh you plug the guitar straight into it and it sounds good you just get some amp software online you yeah can, that's what i use effects, yeah yeah sounds great like i can combine like computer amp with real amp and like when you double it it doesn't really you can't tell which one's which you yeah, know what i mean that's like true. with like some of the advanced software and stuff and i pirated all of it anyways but i uh, like yeah that's how I recorded guitar. Um, I recorded the guitar on two Cass Benton songs. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I recorded guitar on those, and that's what we did. Like, we didn't mic any cabs or anything. I just used the DI effects. Like, we plugged it right into the interface, and then we used the amp software that came that, that's on Pro Tools. Yeah. Like, we just used that to mix the guitar and find the tones that we wanted, you know? Yeah. And it honestly sounded fine. Yeah. It sounded pretty good. What's cool about that, too, is, like, you just... You just record the dry signal, and then you can you don't have to keep re-recording it to find a different tone. You yeah. can just change the settings on the computer. Yeah, which you can is just play like, it ba- and then just play it back. Yeah, yeah. And you can you can actually do that with amps too. It's called like reamping, but you just record. Uh, you can send that signal out into different amplifiers. So like you can still like in a studio setting, you can still do that. You can record the dry signal of the guitar as long as you're recording it like into something that's capturing like the full bodied signal of it. Okay. And then you just run an instrument cable f- out from uh, the interface or whatever into different amplifiers. So you can get a real quality amp sound, but you can keep testing it with different, it's, it's almost the exact same wow. thing. It's called reamping. And like, I just learned about that and it blew my mind. I was like, if I would have known this back when I was trying to do bedroom recordings. So it, what it eliminates is having the, having to, keep moving the mic around mm-hmm. and then recording it again you record it once and then you can just keep moving the mic around without having to play the guitar again you know what i mean moving the mic around to find the right yeah. spot you know because it's find the sweet spot yeah yeah it's amazing it's an amazing thing uh, i can't tell you how much like that made me like it's so much time save yeah it's so much time save i was like do. holy shit but yeah um so touring 
Yeah. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah. So like with um So was Parkway was that like your first experience with it? Yeah, that was my okay. first tour ever. Was we did like a Midwest run. It was it wasn't like and uh it was like a week week plus. So like the yeah. length was like, oh wow, that's like week long tour. You're actually yeah. a little touring musician. But in reality, four of the seven four of like the eight days were in Michigan. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like first one was in Michigan and then the last three were in Michigan. Like we were just in Ohio, Indiana, and Illinois. Yeah. Other, other than Michigan. You know what I yeah. mean? So it wasn't really that much. But then <clears throat> in March we went all the way down to Texas. Oh yeah, we went all the way sweet. down to Texas, all over Louisiana. We played. I played shows in like Kentucky and Oklahoma and Arkansas and Louisiana and, yeah. and Tennessee and North Carolina. That's so and sweet. all these crazy places. That's sweet. Yeah. So how has like how do you think like <laughs> the reality of it now that you're aware of the reality of it? Like how is that like? Versus your expectations of what it was going to be beforehand. Like, do you feel like it's pretty on par or do you think it's different or going into it? I really ju- did just expect it to be like a road trip of some sort, but you're just playing a gig every night. And that's exactly what it is. So you're just going on a road trip. You're at a different place every day, which is kind of nice. If yeah. You know, kind of sick of where you're at. Yeah. And kind of sick of seeing the same places and faces over and over again. Yeah. It's really nice to see a different place every night yeah and uh yeah i mean it's really awesome i really do like touring a lot yeah i think it's fun just being a dj like on the road <laughs> i don't know why it's just such a yeah. charming thought to me no it's very uh it's very american dreamish oh you know yeah what i mean like, oh yeah everybody talks about the cross-country road trip from new york to la yeah you know, yeah Route yeah 66 you know yeah like on the road is one of my favorite books uh jack kerouac yeah willie nelson what, oh wait, yeah jack jack what's his name uh kerouac or is there are you thinking of something else no i was just fucking with you oh okay <laughs> it worked <laughs> but no dude like that that yeah that book really inspired me a lot just like you know there's like the you know the hobo like jumping train type of thing you yeah. know just like different place every night kind of thing it is charming like you said I still haven't been on a tour, but you know, I've been on a, like a road trip or two and it's, I just, I love it, dude. I love it. And add it's mu- so fun. Add music to that. Dude. Yeah. Playing a show every night. Like, come on, dude, playing shows is so much fun. Like, you yeah, can, you don't even have to sweeten the deal, but if you're going to like, yeah. I'll go on the tour. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like you have enough time to like, have you been able to spend time at these places? Do you ever feel like it's a bummer that like you find someplace really cool, but then you're like, oh, I gotta go. Uh, usually I don't really like. I don't know. Usually I'm like, all right, we played the show. Like, that's all we're doing here. Like, we're just yeah. going to sleep and leave, basically. I've become accustomed to that mindset. We don't really, like, especially with Dog Leg, like, we don't like to take days off on the tour because, like, you know, we could be playing a show. Yeah. But this past Parkway tour, we had a couple days off. So that was actually kind of nice. Yeah, I could see that. Like, what are some places that you got to go that you really that you really enjoyed? Just the places in general, like the atmosphere. I really liked Nashville. The city oh, in dude, Nashville, Nashville was really sweet. It was just like giant Arbor. It was a really progressive city. Yeah. So it's like giant Ann Arbor, basically, is what the kind of vibe that I got. Yep. Which is not good, but it's definitely not bad. You know what I mean? Because there's definitely a lot of you know people in Ann Arbor that will stick their nose up to you. Yeah. But but I mean that's the sad truth of every town in America. Yeah. But um. I know, yeah. I, what else? Nashville, I really liked. Um, I really liked uh, Denton, Texas, where we played at uh, Killer Ta- Killer's Tacos. <laughs> they had re- they had Killer Tacos. I will say <laughs> <Sweet>. that. <laughs> uh, they were delicious. Um, I've been in Nashville 
twice now. I love it. Yeah, Nashville's really sick. One of my favorite places. It's a really cool place. Where else did I really like that we went to? Um, hmm. Is there any places maybe when we stayed with my uncle when I when when Dogleg was on tour with Worst Party Ever back in August? Yeah. Um, we stayed with we stayed at my uncle's house. And my uncle lives in New York, like maybe ten minutes from Jersey. Oh, okay. And he lives in the middle of like this giant forest. It's oh. like a state park. Well, That's cool. it, he doesn't live in the state park, but the forest right, itself right, has right. a state park. And it was it's incredible. The scenery in the neighborhood is really, really nice. It's really, really nice. It's like super wood. It's like Pennsylvania almost. Okay. Yeah. In that area. Pennsylvania's pretty have you ever been through like State College, Pennsylvania and like seen like Penn State University, that area. I think we've driven past it, but we've never like taken time, like because we drive we drive through Pennsylvania all the time. Yeah, I've only spent Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a lot of yeah, fun because I've got a lot of homies in Pittsburgh. Shout out Alex Martin, and yeah, and the whole there's like a crew in Pittsburgh that runs like two different house venues, oh, okay. and it's basically all of the band Short Fictions. Oh, they okay. all live between these two houses, and they all run. The, so shout out to Short Fictions. Okay, shout, shout out them Pittsburgh homies. Pittsburgh I've been to once. I really like that. When you just come out of the tunnel and you just like all of a sudden the city's there. Yeah, the city's like tucked into the side of these mountains yeah. and you're like, wow, this is wild. Yeah. I can't believe I'm like looking at this. Yeah, I only went there like to see a Red Wings game. <laughs> oh, with my dad. Fuck the Penguins. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck the Penguins. Yeah, yeah. I went I went with my dad to see the, we beat the Penguins, dude. Hell nice. yeah. Yeah, it was nice. But uh I'm trying to think. Um but yeah, in Pennsylvania is really nice. Like if you go through uh, Penn State's campus, it's like Ann Arbor. Yeah, but prettier. It's almost nicer than Ann Arbor. They call it Happy Valley. Yeah, Happy Valley, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad it made you feel happy. Yeah, it's, it's really confusing all the names they have because it's like Happy Valley and then State College and then oh. Penn State University. It's like it's confusing. I feel like the city is actually called State College, Pennsylvania. Yeah, like so that that's is- why I don't know what happy they just call it happy valley for is reason. it in a valley like i don't uh, know it didn't feel like a fucking valley dude i um, mean every everywhere feels like a valley almost in pennsylvania because you're going up and down these fucking yeah mountains. these giant hills all the time yeah, yeah. technically like you, you're approaching like the appalachians once you start go, getting far enough yeah um i think wait never mind i was thinking of some other type of mountains that are like in vermont they're like farther north like the green mountains oh, There's like okay. a mountain range up there but that's a little bit farther north, uh, so I don't think that's accurate. Have you ever been anywhere that you were like on tour, but you were just like, "Get me out of here"? Memphis, Memphis, Memphis was miserable. Like both times we were in Memphis, like uh, it was brutal. First time I was in Memphis was with Parkway, and we played at this pub called Growlers, and we didn't have a place to stay. Like we weren't going to try and wing it. Yeah. Nobody came to the show, and uh, there was this weird like dad metal band that played, and like had this crate this this fucking guitarist had like a crate stack oh yeah dude and just absolutely turned all the bass down bass was off so it sounded like sick dude like it was the worst fucking guitar tone you've ever heard for 45 minutes sick that is art that's art dude awful that is not art that is garbage belongs in the trash (laughs) that's performance art belongs in the trash your reaction to it is what makes it though that that's what makes it art dude but, but yeah and then funny story about that night actually was we 
we're done with the show and we're like, let's get the fuck out of Memphis and go yeah, to yeah. Nashville. We're going to go stay in Nashville with our friend Adam, right? Mm-hmm. So we're driving there. We're driving down 40, which is like the highway that goes all the way fucking across. Literally, it goes all the way across yeah. the country, but most importantly, it goes all the way across Tennessee. Yep. So we're cooking down 40, going towards Nashville. And like 20 minutes out of it's like 1 30 a.m we're about to get there it took us like three hours we're like fuck yeah we're gonna sleep on there's beds on the floor there's yeah. couches we're gonna sleep like babies 20 minutes outside of nashville we come to like a dead stop in traffic at 1 30 in the morning so we're like what the fuck's going on yeah we were stuck there until like 6 a.m are you serious we didn't move an inch for like four and a half hours dude that's five like a, hours that's nightmare it's nightmare Dude, I had to pee so bad. We were stuck on a bridge, too. So, like, uh, we're, like, 100 feet off the ground, like, on the highway. And dude. so I'm like, where do I piss? Dude, where the fuck? I'm not pissing do, in front of the van, dude. It, do you know how it happened? Like, what? Was it just an accident or no, something? No, there was not. When we drove, finally drove past, like, ahead, nobody was going west, either. Like, we were going east. Nobody was going west, either. Dude. Like, I didn't see a single car that whole time we were stopped. Nobody was going west the other direction, either. That sucks. So, like... And when we drove past, like after it finally, like they started letting us go again, yeah, there was no debris, no like nothing. It was spotless. That's really. It was spotless. So I think they were just cleaning the highway. Oh, at like one thirty, <laughs> which is like so fucked up. Like leave, what? leave some lanes open. Are you kidding me? You yeah. can clean one lane at a time. Yeah, but we. It, I still don't have no explanation for it. I was looking at the Department of Traffic for Tennessee. Yeah, and they were giving no information. They were just like, "Dude, I forty East is closed, and so is I forty West." Probably aliens, for the foreseeable dude. future. Let's talk about where those aliens came from that shut down the highway. That's probably <laughs> what it was, dude. Are, aliens are you into aliens aliens it, it is theoretically impossible for aliens to not exist yeah I, I i think it's highly unlikely that they don't exist yeah i don't think there's a i don't think there's a possible way that aliens cannot exist yeah and i think it's like it's unfair to like uh make fun of anybody who thinks they have a ufo video because they could th- it's more likely that somebody does have one than doesn't yeah you would know? you literally look at the science and theory behind it yeah it probably is a ufo dude like there are people who are like retired like high level military boomers people. no no like high level yeah right uh, high, high level military people yeah who are like air force pilots and stuff who have gone on record and had stories about seeing these ships that are like shaped like a tic tac or whatever that can like go zero to 60 without any time in between kind of thing like based on like their radar data and like they've seen them and like they have consistent stories between different people you know what i mean giving like the and it's like these are people that are not just some like jim bob in the woods yeah you know what i mean this is the people we trust to fly the fighter planes yeah. for a military and I was they're gonna saying see, like what if i was gonna say like what if these people are just you know batshit crazy like what if right. these people are actually because air force pilots you never know they're flying at those high altitudes yeah that'll kind of cook your brain but <laughs> <laughs> this is like like really fast at high altitudes i feel like that cooks some brain cells i don't know where's the science for that dude uh, yeah that's right mean. <laughs> anyways sorry i didn't mean to cut you no off. no you're good dude i i just think that like it it's just kind of people who are if you're adamantly against the idea that it's that like if you're adamant if you're just immediately shut down anybody who thinks they've ever seen something like that yeah i think like part of you deep down 
doesn't want to believe that it could be true because then it it, spooked or something yeah like it takes away from like this idea you have like this neat and tidy understanding you have of everything and if like if aliens come into play that's gonna throw a monkey wrench into things yeah it's like i do understand about uh uh like looking at humanity as like the one life species and being all you know yeah yeah. we're like we're gonna set the tone for all life in the future and blah 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 i understand having that ideology yeah but it's just I don't know. I feel like that's I feel like it's just a, I feel like it's bullshit. Oh end, yeah, dude. You know? Yeah. I mean I, I that's think, not the case. That right. can't be the case. It's literally proven I think it's theory has proven that it's not the case. We are we are not alone. Certain, definitely not. Not even not we can't be alone. <laughs> I mean, we're alone in this. We're not even alone in this room right now. Rod Serling, when you need him. (laughs) R.I.P. God bless. Rod Serling, if you're listening to this, (laughs) I love you. People bash Joe Rogan a lot, but he has the best UFO people on to talk about. Like, whenever there's like a UFO person on his podcast, I'm listening because that that stuff, I love it. I love it. I feel like Joe Rogan just like sits there and smokes weed and listens to these, listens to these. A lot of that is. Yeah, I feel like he just sits there and like smokes weed and is like, tell me what you think about. Tell me literally everything you've researched over the course of the last year and a half. He's a really good like, like moderate, like middle of the road, just like curious interviewer. Yeah. I think. I think that like he's definitely has views that I don't agree with and he has views that like other people don't agree with and he's like says offensive things, but people have to remember he's a stand up comedian. Yeah, first. so he like really doesn't care what you think. No, about him. No, so like and you just have to take the things he says and just kind yeah, of stand up shoulder. And stand up comedians are in this world where they're known to push the envelope. You yeah. know what I mean? So he's that first. People, I feel like sometimes hold him to the standard mm. uh, as though he's like a politician or something. Like yeah. you can't say that. It's like no, he's he's a comedian. The thing that mostly does it for him, I think, is that he's successful. So he literally doesn't give a fuck about like yeah. what me or you think. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So he's just gonna. Well, also too, he's had like very controversial figures on the podcast. Oh like, yeah, he had like Miley Yiannopoulos. He's had Alex Jones and like Jordan Peterson. Like, and I don't agree with these people. Yeah, but like, I don't think Joe Rogan necessarily agrees with them. I don't think either. he does either. But I think he's just like, I kind of want to like. He's curious. I want to pick these people. Brains. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I I respect him for like not being uh held. You know. You know he's he's not at the mercy of the court of public opinion. Yeah, I can he respect does, him for not being ignorant about like things he doesn't agree with. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of that's one of the, my major issues with society sometimes is that like there's people want to push that there's only one way of looking at things and yeah. that their way of looking at things is the best way. And like if if you deviate from that. I feel like there's not enough conversation when someone is offended or there's not enough conversation when something, if, if I say something that like offends you yeah, and if, if, if you were to just, instead of like coming and talking to me about it, like jump on Twitter and tell everyone what a bad person I am. That's bullshit. You know what I mean? That's bullshit. I think there's too much I of hate that. hate when people do that. Yeah. Like there's, and I'll give you an example. Like I won't name names, but like this just happened. Like, uh, someone, like someone who listens to this podcast, like, noticed that i said some things that they didn't agree with yeah. and like i said some things that they were offended by but like instead of trying to drag my name through the mud and like telling everybody not to listen to my podcast that person just came to me oh that's great yes I and i was like i loved it dude and i was like i i told the person i was like thank you for feeling like you could talk Thanks to me for about that blaming me on the internet yes. and talking to me like an actual person yes instead of creating 
50 times more 50 more problems yeah you know and so like yeah i've, I've been wanting to say this anyway since ever since like uh the person said it, i'm not even going to give a, a gender because i don't want i want them to stay anonymous because yeah. i want, I want no, people totally. to realize like, i also i also am a full advocate for their anonymity yeah yeah, yeah. but like i i just want to say that like if i ever say anything on this podcast that any listeners if you hear me say something and you feel offended or you feel like i was out of line or something like by all means, please message me. Please say something to me. That goes for me as well on this episode. Like, yeah. if I say something dumb, like, let me tell me, hey, be like, hey, what you said there was fucking stupid. Yeah. And, Don't and say that again. I'll be like, okay. And yeah, and I, yeah, I'm not going to be like, fuck you. And I'm not going to make you try to make you feel stupid. I'm not going to be combative with you. It's like, I want to have a conversation about it. I want to know why you felt that way. Yeah. And I want to know, like, what role I played in that. And maybe we could come to an understanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, I would want that more than because I guarantee I've said something I've offended more than just that person yeah. because I say things I joke around a lot you know and I I'm a firm believer in the idea of uh, you are you're not what you it's not what you say that makes you who you are it's what you do it's like it's like it's who you are yeah it's, I understand that it's, it's not what ideas. you say it's who you are you know what I mean like I I definitely like even on accident I'll slip up and I'll say something that's just really dumb and ignorant. Because I'm a human being, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and like uh, my my values today don't align with the values my values yesterday, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because I'm constantly learning, and I'll I'll go back and listen to something I said and cringe. I cannot listen to my own podcast because it's like I'm constantly criticizing everything I say. Mm-hmm. Like I like I can live here and do it, and I can put it out for people. I'm glad people support it and listen, but like I'm not I'm not a listener. You know, editing, editing the podcast sounds like a nightmare. I don't do it. <laughs> you don't do no. it at all. For no, sure. You get your levels before, and you're like, "This is good. yeah, exactly, exactly." I edit the sound levels. I normalize everything. And if a, an episode is over and someone's like, "Hey, dude, can you take that part out?" I'll go, "Yes," and but that's the only time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. But no, I just wanted to just just to wrap that up and say, like, if please, I'm really encouraging anybody that has ever felt like that because I feel like I'm. I have like the best intentions and the best as I can anyways, you know, you, you mean well, you yeah, definitely have well intentions. Yeah. And like, if I'm joking around and say something stupid, it's, it's yeah, and I don't mean to hurt anybody. Friends, yeah. If that's anybody, like it, it doesn't just apply in this situation. Like if it's any of your friends or people that you associate with, you should before thinking about flaming them and, you know, shaming them for what they said, you should approach them and explain to them why it was not the right thing to say. And chances are, everybody is going to be happier off yeah. in the end. Yeah. It's like... I've definitely stood by that my whole life, I think. Yeah, I think people aren't... I just think people have the capacity to do one bad thing but not be a bad person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I try to stay away from, like, the heavier side of that, like, you know... But I remember being in college courses and we would argue about, like, morality and things like that. And, like, do you think murderers are like capable of becoming good people or are they, you know what I mean? Like the, the ethics of, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that uh, is like some, those are some murky waters. Yeah, there, you know? exactly. Those, but, but those are types of things that I really, I'm not going to make my podcast about that because I want to have listeners, but like definitely an interesting discourse to have. Definitely. Cause it makes you think really hard. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, there's some really interesting, like, logical questions that can be I asked. I really like talking about things like that, too. Yeah. I really like um, talking about just, like, the ethos of man. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's a very interesting rhetoric to talk about. Yeah. And that, that stuff 
fascinates me, which is one of the reasons why like I sometimes can get myself into trouble because it's like I don't I'm getting better at shying away from those things, but like naturally I don't shy and off the mic I don't, but like naturally I don't shy away from controversial subjects because yeah. those are the things that are the most interesting to me. Like whenever there's like um you know, one of those like controversies out, like this person did this mm-hmm. But then whenever there's like a wedge issue, basically, when one person's on one side and the, like or and the other person's on the other or like one group of society, half society seems to be on one side and half, the other half seems to be on the other. Yeah. Just these incredibly polarizing. Yeah. Things to talk about. Those are the things that, that really get those are things that I would they, they excite me to talk about. Yeah. And sometimes I don't even know what I believe. You know, I'm just trying to figure out what are the arguments for for either side you know yeah and sometimes like sometimes people can misconstrue that into thinking like if i don't automatically 100 percent support one side then i must be for the other you know what i mean it's 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 hard to but, it's hard for me to draw that line like i just because i don't fully agree I, if i don't fully agree with both sides like it's hard to know where you stand yeah you know what i mean it's like i don't agree with most of this side but I also don't agree with all of this side. So you kind of take both parts of yeah. each side of the issue to form your opinion. Yeah. Which I think I think forming opinions, like the 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 psychology behind forming opinions should be taught in schools. Dude, yeah. I think that's a very interesting thing to just because everybody's opinion stems from how they were brought up yeah. and how the what values they have. And I think that should be taught in schools. I think that should be like a subset of psychology that should be yeah. taught. Yeah. At I least think at the college level. Yeah. I think to our generation needs I think if if I'm going to critique my own generation, our generation like I think something we could all be better at is learning the difference between our opinions and facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we might think something we might feel very strongly about something but not leave enough room in our minds for this for the idea that the other something different from our opinion on a particular subject might also be valid and we might just you have to look at you know blue is blue yeah but like there's different shades of it there's all kinds of different blue yeah there you know yeah yeah and it's like oh i think that's royal blue well you know if i say that's cornflower you're you're fucking stupid yeah you know what i mean it's it's not like cornflower i don't know why i thought I don't know why I thought. How is cornflower blue? Like it is blue. Right. No, like like it's definitely blue. But like, why is it blue? Because <laughs> corn is not blue, is it? No weed was harmed in the making of this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this, no. po- this this podcast brought to you by Corn Gang. Yeah. Fuck corn wheat. Gang. Fuck wheat. <laughs> Ethanol for the win. But uh, but yeah, I mean, that's I don't even know where to go from there. But I just think in general, like. People would get along a lot better if people approached subjects, even touchy subjects, with a bit more moderation, mm-hmm. like a, a, like a bit more like nuance. Yeah, you know, like a bit more understanding for your fellow person. Like under, you know, just it makes you a more well-rounded person and a yeah. better thinker. It just comes down to all it comes down to is that you just have to respect people. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to for me. Yes. is that like no matter what their opinions are, you just got to respect that. It's there. 
and just kind of move on from it. Yeah, you can't you, like dwell on somebody's shitty opinion. Yeah, and let it just bring you down. You know. Yeah, and you know what? You don't have to respect everyone's opinion. You just have to respect their right to have it. Yeah, as respect lo- them. And that's and that shows them respect as a person. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's like you might have some shitty opinions. And I respect zero percent of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you know if if you have an opinion where I just think it's just like just grossly offensive even yeah it's like, like i honestly respect you for truly believing in these awful things yeah. you know what i mean well you know uh, it takes gumption and it takes like guts to just like support these shitty awful things so like vehemently well so, the- like respect <laughs> honestly depending on what it is yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. like but you know what i mean yeah we're not talking about like mass genocide support you know what i mean yeah, we're no, talking no, no, about just like 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 just day-to-day things you yeah know? yeah like if you know if you like Captain Crunch without the Crunch Berries, like okay, it's I, like z- fuck you. Zero percent okay. of me can respect that opinion, but I mean, kudos to you, man, for like believing that. For just eating those fucking yellow, disgusting yeah. yellow yeah. squares. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Like instead, respect. And yeah, and now from now on, I'm just gonna use cereal as a metaphor in, instead of bringing up the actual touchy subject. Yo, if so it that, works, it works. Yeah, dude. If it works, it works. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hey, man, this has been a good one. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Mm, I don't think so, dude. There's always, I'm not, podcast isn't going anywhere, so we can always have you back. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely, probably, like, if I were to come back, there's probably definitely going to be some developments and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I talked to uh, Parker, said the same thing, basically, you know? Yeah. um, I'll talk to you and try to get the try to get the gang on. Try to get dogleg yeah, on. Yeah, I'd like, like to go on with all four of us. I think that yeah. would definitely be a trip. There's room for you guys now. Like when I had Chase and Alex on, it was in my old apartment. And there was mm-hmm. trying to fit a full band in there was was difficult. I mean, I did it a few times, but now we got room for all you guys to yeah. chill. Um, but yeah, I'd love to. Like once you guys get a release date and stuff, and we can actually talk more in depth about the album because it'll be out or like out in the open and ready for you guys to there'll be more information it. available to the public yeah, exactly in the future exactly yeah there's just things that we're doing as a band that i just i'm just not we're just we just can't talk about it yet just because we're just working on what the right play is you know yeah but as soon as like all this stuff gets worked out like if people ask like we'd be more more than willing to share you know yeah and that's why i think the podcast is cool like like breaking news sort of thing yeah it shows you like if you watch episodes if you just listen to all the episodes like from when it started like you can hear like the developments in the scene like over the last year that you've been doing this oh my god if someone is listening to episode by episode i literally just said that the last episode too with now with real humans i said like one of the things i like about this so much is like they're a band who has played four shows and i'm like the but they're called now with real humans Oh, oh okay but i'm like but the next time you guys will come on you will have played so much more. And then like this podcast is serving to like document the growth of you as a band, but also as the scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I'm, that's funny that you brought that up independent, independent of me saying that. Yeah. So I'm like, it's working. If you think that, and I oh, said yeah. it, and it's working. Yeah, you know? definitely, definitely. There's definitely you can definitely listen to people talking about things that they want to put out and then they put them out. And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting to see. Yeah. And then sometimes they come back and talk about what it was like putting it out and stuff like that. And it's just interesting to hear, you know? Yeah. And I think people really enjoy hearing it. So, yeah. I'm still in the, like, the initial stages where I haven't, uh, in terms of like having guests on, because I haven't had very many repeat guests. Yeah. I think Collins came on like two or three times. Yeah. Um, and Collins always a good episode. Uh, but like, 
Was he just talk about basketball for two hours? <laughs> He's going to love hearing that. Talk about Ben Schwartz and basketball. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be the next one, dude. <laughs> but but no, like, uh, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm starting to get to where it's like, I feel like, all right, now it's time for me to maybe start bringing people back. Like, it's been enough time to where, because mm-hmm. I don't want to like two weeks later have you back. You know what I mean? There's, what are we going to talk about? Like, but, you know, a couple months or like, next year, like whenever, you know, like enough time will have passed by the time yeah. that the, your album is coming out that like, There'll be plenty to talk about. Yeah, there'll be lots of stuff to talk about. There'll be lots of tours. Hopefully, there'll be like really cool tours we can talk about. Yeah. You know, really cool things that we're excited to do. Yeah. Which... But yeah, for right now, it's all it's all being worked out. Yeah. So, yeah. I get bombarded with dogleg questions all the time, and it's like I have to give these vague answers because we're just not ready to... Yeah talk about any of the things we're working on yet yeah but that dude that's the move though because like i've made that mistake in the past of talking about things and when you talk about things before they're done and ready it kind of limits you and now you feel like you're obligated to stick to something yeah and you're like oh i told this person one thing but now it's kind of turning yeah like ah i feel like a dingus because yeah dude i feel like i misinformed this person when in reality you didn't yeah you told them the truth at the time yeah but uh, you're not leaving yeah. yourself enough room to be creative and make last minute decisions that could ultimately improve something. Yeah. You know, like that's what I've learned. Like if I don't share this one thing, like even if I'm really excited about it, like I'm not like in the past, like the demos I've been working on with Tyler and like the, I would have been sending like so many people versions of the song that are like right now that aren't even finished just because I'm so excited about how one thing sounds. Whereas that takes away from the the way it would be received if I the first time they heard it was the finished product. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now it's like, yeah, I'll send it to a couple people just because they're like very close to me and they, they hear everything I do. But like for the most part, I'm not really giving out. I'm not saying anything about when it could be out. I'm not really saying a whole lot about it at all because like when it is ready, I want it. I want so much work to have gone into the way it's going to be presented and and like so much thought that like i you know what i'm you know what i'm saying like i'm having i'm having a hard time like really articulating it but i just you know i feel like the more you reveal before it's ready the more you're taking away from it yes exactly that's how that's exactly the approach i'm have right now yeah is that it's it's really it's all really exciting but it's all just it's all just not ready to be talked about yet yeah yeah well, all right. Well, do you got any shout outs? Any 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 message for the kids at home? Oh, uh, I want to give a shout out to all my band members, Alex, Chase, Parker, Tyler, Haley, Nick LaForge. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to I want to give a shout out to Elliot. Um shout out to my moms, shout out to my sister. <laughs> uh because, you know, they're they've never stopped supporting me. Yeah. Um what else? What else do I want to say? Um Huh. I'm trying to think of something witty to say for like a uh, closing <laughs> message for the kids, you know, for the kids. Um, if it's something actually witty, it would be a first because I always say something really stupid at the end. Don't ever. Uh, hey, if you're going to stop biting your nails, stop biting them to fucking day. Start doing it today. That's it. Don't be like me. All right.